Hi, Autumn. Hi, Hal. So I heard you watched episode four. I sure did. What'd you think? You know what? I enjoyed episode four, actually. Wow. It didn't make any sense to me because it doesn't make any sense to anyone, I think. But Mm -hmm. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it, I will say. I love that for you. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this, buddy, in a very bi way. Um, love and grad school. I'm here and I love you. Z, did you hear that? Autumn liked episode four. I am very surprised to hear that Autumn liked episode four. I believe <laughs> at the end of the last recording, I, uh, said oh you won't like it Mm -hmm. i hated five let's be clear (laughs) five made me uh like flame shoot out of my eyes four Mm. i enjoyed yeah huh is that a good x-men power flame Uh, shooting out of your eyes if you can control it yes Mm. that's important (laughs) control Mm -hmm. is always important I think it fully depends on if you're Cyclops. Well, Cyclops doesn't shoot flames. Famously does not shoot flames. Yeah, but like, like uh, I'm referring to the concussion thing. Like, Yes, unless you're concussed, it's yeah. a pretty good power. <laughs> I think X-Men is neat because not only is it like a metaphor for or like an allegory for like minoritization or disability or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, the characters are just also like minoritized or disabled or what have you mm-hmm. and i think that's a neat wolverine absolutely cannot go through airport security do you ever think about that is adamantium a ferrous metal he's also like got sharp things on his body yeah but he can hide those i bet that they would discriminate against him though because they would he's try. Canadian. yeah <laughs> talking about let's get back to the show let's not let's this not is this, this whole is season all of season 2.5 is just us thinking about the x-men instead of caleb gallo no i refuse i refuse. if caleb gallo had an x-men power what would what power oh would god being um, annoying as shit <laughs> i feel like he's got some sort of like aura of like instability or chaos around him Mm. where like you know like things physically fall apart like his car for instance but Mm -hmm. situations also fall apart that's good he's like mace windu Mm -hmm. actually my real answer would be brainwashing Mm. um i will not elaborate (laughs) because he's brainwashed all of these people into being friends with him obviously it's because he's a gay who can drive that's why Mm. (laughs) it's because he has a car so our episode opens with our intrepid trio asleep so they wake up because caleb shoots bolt upright in bed and screams yeah literally like the episode opens and he's just like whoa uh (laughs) and they just go and then the momentum has begun. Yeah. I, I also think it's important to mention here that 
all podcasts, like the past three episodes, mm-hmm. I've been like, yeah, episode four, the one that's only available on Vimeo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then today, before we recorded, I went to watch the episode and it was available on YouTube. Really? Yeah. I, I watched it on Vimeo. I didn't even consider this I can't enough. believe you lied to me about this thing. Maybe they wow. demonetized it and the copyright police were like, okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, I also just noticed that Caleb has a little dinosaur stuffed animal on his bed. Ah, good for him. But yeah, Caleb's like, whoa, gotta go pick up Anisio from the airport. Then there's like a little bit of music and we hard cut to black. And Freckles' dialogue starts. <laughs> uh, I, I made a note because this is like just a really pleasant moment of like film craft here. Mm-hmm. Freckles' dialogue leads us into uh, the next scene, which is, I think, probably one of the most iconic from this entire series. Yes, this is a, is, continues to be a meme is sometimes things that are expensive are worse. Uh, I've seen this before. Yes. I just, yes, this specific scene and only this scene I have Mm -hmm. seen before was Mm -hmm. pleasantly surprised when it showed up. Um, (laughs) Do enjoy it separate from the rest of the show. (laughs) If the show truly was just a bunch of disconnected memes, I think I would like it so much more. Well, yeah, this is... When it's all brought together, it's it's not, it's bad. Mm -hmm. It upsets me. Yeah, this is like the genre of show that this is going for is like sketch slash improv comedy Mm -hmm. strung together by a light plot. And it just, there's just a little too much plot. Uh, Plot Like they don't quite strike that balance. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Freckle tells this story about being eight glasses deep and seducing (laughs) some skateboarders. The story that they tell is not racist, it's diverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the, the theme of this episode is, what is racism? <laughs> For and, some reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, li- literally, this is an episode that, like, or this is a scene that, like, I was, I was gonna start, like, writing down all of the, like, you know, really good, like, one-liners, and then I was just, like, writing down the whole scene. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, there are some skateboarders across the street from Freckles' apartment. Freckles seduces them, mm-hmm. invites them in to watch her do a monologue. Mm-hmm. She does a Cameron Diaz classic. Yes. But literally, like, I'm feeling good. I've had eight glasses of wine. Sometimes things that are expensive are worse. I did an original an early work by the master Cameron Diaz are all like extremely quotable, heavily memed lines. Mm-hmm. And then we've got our, our sort of series wide theme of reflecting on the state of Hollywood and like white gayness as Freckle emphasizes the race of the two skateboarders. And then Caleb was like, why are you emphasizing race so much? There's kind of a race problem in Hollywood. And Freckle's like, there's a racism problem in Hollywood. (laughs) It's not racist. It's diverse. If everyone in the story were white, then it would be racist, Caleb Gallo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Phenomenal scene, like, and I mean, I, I mean, she's right. Like, sh- she also has a line here. Um, 
where she says, uh, remember my date with Lynn? <laughs> Which is important because uh, they've decided at this point that Freckle actually really does want Lynn. Yeah, Freckle and Lynn and Lynn are endgame now. Is that All true? All of a sudden, for no reason, Freckle and Lynn are endgame. <laughs> yeah, Linkle, Frelin. Uh, Frecklin. Frelin. Frelin is better. We could also do Fringerman. Ooh. Because his full name is... Lenjamin. Lenjamin McButtons. Freckle McButtons. Hmm? Interesting. Freckle would absolutely not take anyone's last name if they got married. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so then we get uh, Len calling Karen because Caleb isn't answering his phone and Len has an audition for Star Wars. Yes, mm-hmm. we get the start of the Honest to God B plot. Mm-hmm. Which is about space pigs that's not yeah. right mm-hmm. this this episode has just like a straight up b plot it is like karen lynn and um billy billy caleb's sister's house mm-hmm. so that lynn can get coaching for this audition that mm-hmm. he has caleb's heretofore unknown sister tatiana yeah um, i just want to clarify we did not know caleb had a sister before now right nope that no. wasn't like casually mentioned at some uh-uh. point and i just missed it okay so i was supposed to be totally like smacked in the face when they went yes. to visit this unknown sister um mm-hmm. i couldn't decide this whole episode if i liked the sister or not by the i love end, her by the let me finish <laughs> by the end, i uh i did decide that she's one of my favorite characters she is phenomenal yeah and like this actress like uh i took note of like you know the real actors club members uh um in these two episodes Mm. and she is one of them she was in Django unchained wow oh yeah yeah this is danielle watts yes she has a wikipedia page she has a wikipedia page good for her citation needed Ah, uh, makes sense. It says, Danielle Watson's an American actress. Citation needed. <laughs> oh. I feel like you could literally just cite IMDb. Mm-hmm. Oh. She was on Weeds. They arrive at Tatiana's. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm actually skipping ahead a fair bit. Um, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, because I do Len want... has to... Okay, so Len has to practice his monologue. He wants to be off book for his audition. And so he asks Karen to practice with him. And this makes Billy sad because he has a boner. And the music in this scene is like this like bass line that's going underneath everything. And it's very good. And so Len does his monologue in front of Karen and Billy, uh, which is about shooting a space pig and being sad about it. He's legally distinct from a Jedi in a $40 million movie. I, I I feel like they wanted to just be like, Lynn has a an audition for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then so, one of their producers was like, legally, I, I don't think you can. You can't say off. Star Wars that many times. <laughs> the actor who plays Lynn, uh, Ken Kirby, deserves like... A special award for this scene. Yeah. Because, like, it's easy to act badly. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to, not easy, but, like, it is straightforward to act well. Mm -hmm. And it is very difficult to act acting poorly well. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think he deserves 
special uh special like recognition for for this rendition of the monologue which is dreadful mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets there eventually he does that's that's the b plot mm-hmm. and karen we we leave this scene with karen saying have you met caleb's sister and then hard cut <laughs> hard cut to the parking structure at caleb LAX. and freckle have arrived at the airport the way that they do this like heartfelt reunion thing with like Caleb on FaceTime and Benicio's on FaceTime and they're like, where are you? And the camera slowly pans to where Benicio is standing like 20 feet away from them. And so Caleb takes his phone away and the image that was on his phone materializes in real life. If that was in a rom-com where I was on the couple's side, it would be very cute and good. Well, and it's very cute and good here because... Benicio is dressed like a clown. (laughs) Like, they needed to push it for, like, I don't know, maybe, like, five seconds longer Mm -hmm. so that there's, like, even more buildup. Because then when they take the camera away, Benicio is wearing, like, a T-shirt under a leather jacket Mm -hmm. uh, with skin-tight blue jeans an identical rip in both knees. <laughs> one red sock, one yellow sock. Mm-hmm. This was clearly very important to you. And and just the the worst like tennis shoes to to complete this outfit. <laughs> like any element of this outfit on its own is fine. Uh-huh. All of the elements of this outfit together at the same time miserable i think if the jeans weren't like cutoffs it would be better if they were full length it would be i better. don't know if they're cutoffs or if they're tucked into his socks oh why'd you do that benicio <laughs> uh this is also like the this is the first moment i noticed it but it's a theme throughout the episode visually this episode is is much like lower in quality Mm. than the others and i don't know if it's just because i noticed no difference (laughs) (laughs) he's a film person though (laughs) yes i can tell there are a lot more like outdoor shots i imagine the weather was a lot less predictable Mm -hmm. there are some like weird angles in the car uh it's just it's 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 noticeable Mm. freckles wearing a nice dress Mm -hmm. uh this but, episode brought to you by CarMax. Yeah, no, I think they're actually in, like, they have to be in a taxi or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're all in the back seat. In they're the all seat. in the back seat. It's also uh, worth noting that Caleb and Benicio are having this, like, really heartfelt reunion. They're, like, kissing and spinning around, and Freckles is just like, hey, hey. <laughs> My turn. Uh, My turn. Deeply perfect. <laughs> And then we're on the car back in the car back to Freckles' place. Freckle wants to go to the hot tubs. Yes, the hot tubs, uh, by which she means hot springs, uh, by which she means uh, a location that they weren't actually able to film because there were a bunch of hippies there that day. (laughs) So they had to move to a second location. Mm -hmm. Wow. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) It's in the special thanks at the end of episode five. Yeah. I think I did see that, actually. Yes. Okay. Uh, we can read yeah. all of those out at the end if we want. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, 
Caleb and Benicio are making out on in the back seat Mm -hmm. uh, next to Freckle, presumably like with the driver in the front seat. Uh, (laughs) And so I've just written in my note, no one should kiss where other people can see them. (laughs) That's my hard stance for this episode. I think Mm -hmm. to Freckle. Yeah. I, I I am actually a lot less concerned about Freckle. It's Freckle. They would do the same. Uh, (laughs) Like, true, but also... Like, did they give this this Uber or Lyft driver, or just, I guess it could be straight up a taxi, just like a 100% tip? (laughs) Because that's the only thing. But taxi drivers, you know, are definitely used to that. Hmm. That doesn't make it acceptable. No, I'm just saying. I have the video uh, like playing in the background, yeah. and I just noticed that during the rooftop reunion, uh, <laughs> the driver is fully just sitting in the car. <laughs> oh. uh, extremely good. Beautiful. Also confirmed that Benicio's pants are tucked into his socks. Uh. <laughs> they give us a different angle, and it's much worse. And he's also wearing two t-shirts. <laughs> Interesting. Why? This just gets worse and worse. <laughs> so uh, they go to Freckle's place because she needs a wet shower before they go to the hot spot. I hated that so much. <laughs> a wet shower. <laughs> I literally paused it and just took a second. And my yeah. next note is, what do you mean, what is this bowl of condoms, Caleb? It's a bowl of condom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly. Freckle is clearly trying to get Caleb and Benicio to bone in the bedroom while she is in the shower. (laughs) Can I tell my story about a bowl of condoms? Please do. (laughs) Only if I can then tell my story about a bowl of condoms. Yes! so many stories? (laughs) Autumn, do you have a story about a bowl of condoms? I really don't. I'm so sorry. We need to get you a story about a bowl of condoms. (laughs) Well, I mean, from now on, this will be Autumn's story about a bowl of condoms. You're right. It will <laughs> that time be, yes. two of my friends had a story about a bowl of condoms. <laughs> so I did theater in undergrad because that's the kind of person that I am. Mm-hmm. And one time we were doing this show. We did this. Okay. So most of our shows were like do three 10 minute plays in a row. And one of those times we were doing, I feel like this, this one was actually like 20 minutes or something. But it was called Two Cute Guys Plan an Orgy. And it was about two cute guys trying and failing to plan the perfect orgy. And in the script, it specified that they had a bowl of condoms. And our original plan was to get an opaque bowl and just sort of put rustly things into the bowl so that we could rustle them around and it would sound like condoms. But we couldn't get a bowl that wasn't see-through in time. And so we had this fish bowl that we usually use to collect tips after the show because it's a free free show to come to. And we're like, hey, if you like the show, give us a dollar. Um, and so we couldn't do the trick because you could see through the bowl. But we knew that the LGBT center had condoms in like available. And so we took the fishbowl downstairs, me and one of the other techs. And we we're like, oh no, is the center going to be closed? Because it was like tech rehearsal uh, our first week. It was kind of late. But drag club was happening in the LGBT center. So it was open. (laughs) 
so we went in and Megan and I just stood sort of in the doorway because drag club like had just started and so they didn't have a lot of members and so they looked at us and they were like oh my god new people coming to drag club and we were like no we're just here to steal some condoms oh that's heartbreaking yeah so we take these like fistfuls of condoms and put them in the fishbowl and and they're like what do you what are you guys doing and we we had to be like yeah we're doing a play about two cute guys planning an orgy and we really need a bowl of condoms as a prop and they were like oh that sounds great good luck we left as far as i know those condoms are still in the prop department that was a beautiful story from start to finish (laughs) (laughs) i love that simply phenomenal Mm-hmm. Uh, my story about uh, a bowl of condoms is worse. <laughs> oh, no. So I, uh, in undergrad, had a friend whose, um, like, aunt and cousins, like, lived in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would occasionally, like, go out uh, to their house and we would, like, you know, have dinner or, like, whatever. And for my birthday, uh, we actually ended up, because it was, like, weird late summer in a college town, we actually ended up just, like, doing, like, a little dinner out there. You know, like, all all my friends get me, like, some nice little gifts. Uh, And then, you know, the friend whose aunt this was, uh, she was um, doing her undergraduate degree in 3D art. And so mm. she was taking a lot of ceramics classes. And uh. so uh, one of my Christmas presents from her was like this nice little uh, bowl slash jar. It has a lid. So I guess it's technically a jar. Mm. Um, I like unwrap it. And as I'm unwrapping it, the lid falls off and spills condoms across the table. Uh. Around which is sat like, her aunt, her mom, her like nine-year-old cousin. Uh-oh. Uh, and so just these just condoms spilled across the dinner table. She got uh, you a ready-made bowl of condoms. She got me a ready-made bowl of condoms and lube and I think some dental dams. Uh. Uh, and those condoms and lube and dental dams remain in that jar to this day. <laughs> uh, because, like, I just, I moved very shortly thereafter, uh, and they just, like, got, like, the jar just got, like, taped shut and put at the back of a shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I only unpacked it, like, this past summer when I moved uh, into a new house, and I was like, yeah, I don't really know what to do with these. So I just have a jar of expired condoms now. <laughs> Are they recyclable? They're probably not recyclable. Latex. I don't think, I don't think they're recyclable. Latex recyclable. You cannot recycle them. This well, is about latex gloves. They're also a disposable personal, like, hi- like they're technically personal protective equipment. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Technically. Anyway, Freckle leaves a bowl of condoms out out on her dresser. She sure fucking does. <laughs> we smash back to uh, Tatiana's house. Mm-hmm. Tatiana and Caleb are both adopted. This is important. Yes. Lynn is like giving Tatiana a strange look. And she's like, 
don't be racist. <laughs> and Karen, who in this entire episode, Karen does nothing but cause chaos. Yes. Yeah. Karen says, don't be racist. Haven't you ever heard of adoption? Mm-hmm. And Lynn goes, oh, you're Caleb's adopted sister. And she goes, we're both adopted. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, this is the line that like consistently gets like the heartiest chuckle out of me. <laughs> it's not the line that makes me laugh the hardest, but I just like consistently always a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once again, this is a show about microaggressions. This is a show about microaggressions. <laughs> uh, so Len is confused about Tatiana's role in the situation. He's like, are you an actor? Are you an acting coach? And she confirms that she is a shaman. She then asks him to start doing the monologue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he starts doing it, at which point she... Lays down on the floor. Between his legs. Grabs him. No, punches him in the junk and says, do it from here. (laughs) Do it from your taint. (laughs) She sure does. She really does. I have written in my notes, stop squeezing this man. Uh, Yeah, at this point, Lynn uh, Lynn does say, ow, my pee pee. Uh, (laughs) Which is very funny to me. Um, and this is where I wrote, hi, Autumn, how are you doing at this point? (laughs) Just a quick Mm check-in before things really go off the rails. (laughs) You know what? At that particular moment, I think I was so overwhelmed, I stopped processing very briefly, um, and just had no real reaction. I was like, okay, this is happening now. And just, yeah, a little numb. Returned to myself later when she started stripping for no reason. Um, <laughs> that, got, that got a lot of question marks in my notes. There's a lot of question marks in my notes, guys. You have to understand. <laughs> what? She is a high priestess. <laughs> that actually tells me less. <laughs> So yeah, she stands back up and she's like, this, this is hopeless. We're going to have to get out the big guns, like the heavy tanks. And then she like, she, okay. To, to <laughs> clarify, Tatiana is in her underwear and bra and she's got like a loose sort of silk house coat on and that's it. And so she reaches into her bra and extracts both of her boobs one at a time and then does a big sigh and Len, Len says, why are your tits out? And she says, why aren't yours? <laughs> like, that's a valid question. But also, I was I was voicing that out loud at the same moment as Len. We were on the same page there. We were speaking in unison. <laughs> it's because you're both Catholic. <laughs> no. No, I'm not so Catholic anymore. <laughs> I think you're still rapping. a rapper. Hmm. <laughs> Because he does at one point in this episode walk into the room and go, Woo, Karen, everybody in the club getting tipsy. <laughs> that makes you a Is that the sign that he's a rapper? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that means he's still a rapper. I think that makes sense. Because in the last episode, he said, Woo, Karen, everybody in the club sucking dicks. Because <laughs> he was working on some lyrics. Yeah, I think this is a sign that he's still a rapper and he's still working on some lyrics. Consistent okay. characterization from Lynn. That's great. For once. That for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
So then Freckle puts on way too much lotion to counteract the drinking that she does. Yeah, yeah that the, hurt me to watch. The dehydration <laughs> that comes from alcoholism can only be countered by uh, by topical application of wet. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then they I think I hated the more yeah. the lotion on top of her still wet skin is what really mm. upset me. I well, was, that, I so really that's the other thing. That. Mm-hmm. Is that she puts on a robe without toweling off? Without toweling off, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which Caleb Gallo also remarks upon. Mm-hmm. I would have as well. <laughs> yeah, and at this point in my notes, I have written: we return to your regularly scheduled boring chaos because the a plot <laughs> in this episode sucks a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I like the dress that Benicio wears. I knew that you were going to say that. that it's it, a, it good a good dress. I saw, as soon as you put it on, I'm like, hmm, Hal's going to talk about this. <laughs> I would wear that dress. I don't think I have the shoulders for that dress, but I would wear that dress. You've got good shoulders. Well, I yeah, but the shoes like, he wore with it. I have like a lot of shoulder and Benicio doesn't. Mm. So I don't think the dress would fit me the same. That's fair. So they drive into the desert. And Freckle confirms that she has the money for a two and a half hour Uber Uber ride. Yeah, I just from what Freckle rich question mark <laughs> from what she does I, have a very good apartment with a veranda. Where is she getting this money? Someone please tell me. She's an actress. But I was under the impression that none of them were really getting a lot of parts. Mm. Is that incorrect? Except Len, who's going to be in Star Wars. <laughs> Presumably, yes. I think they are getting, like, they're getting, like, enough work to live off of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do th- I do think it's supposed to be kind of a shock that Freckle is, like, two and a half hour Uber ride rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. The boys are here. The skateboarders, the seduced skateboarders are here. I they're was happy very they came friendly. back. Yes. I was yeah. happy they returned. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, are around for the rest of the episode, which is nice. Mm-hmm. my next note is tits to the wind there is a dog before the tits go to the wind there is a dog i didn't see the dog where's that dog as we get the um like overhead shot of them like walking down the trail mm-hmm. uh there is a um a dog that uh, presumably someone else's dog that just wandered into the shot <laughs> uh, that uh yeah barks twice we do know about the hippies. Maybe it was the hippies dog. Maybe it was the hippies dog. But yes, then tits to the wind, Tatiana part two. This is where all the question marks come in, in my notes. <laughs> okay, so mm. the thing that Tatiana is doing is a real acting exercise. <laughs> yeah, no, this I supported a lot more than the earlier stuff, which just got all the question marks in my notes. Mm-hmm. So, okay. She's got Len in a tub and is waterboarding him, essentially. That's not what you're supposed to do. But she is, like, (laughs) splashing water at him while the shower runs. And he's, like, desperately trying to do his monologue. The idea of you sitting somewhere and all of your friends throw things at you while you do your monologue is a real acting exercise. And lots of theater companies will employ a box of soft things to do this specific thing. That makes sense, though. Sometimes it's um, it's uh, ball pit balls. You sort of throw them. That sounds fun. 
I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah, I would be into that. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> but yeah, Tat- what Tatiana is doing is waterboarding when. Yeah, yeah, she then uh, walks out into the living room where <laughs> Billy is like kind of just gyrating like <laughs> in front of Karen. Like, it's a good six feet between them. She's sitting so still and like her back is so straight and she looks so uninterested and i wrote here like does karen even like billy no absolutely not because this whole this whole show the whole Mm -hmm. time all the Mm -hmm. episodes i am convinced she actively dislikes him and i don't know why they're a thing Mm. because billy is in love with her she doesn't know if she likes him either Mm -hmm. i just she could do better i wrote that somewhere the thing that I wrote is Billy is busted down sexual style. <laughs> and Tatiana comes out of the living room and just screams, yes, yes. <laughs> and then turns right back around and leaves. Yeah, Billy stops yeah. gyrating and Karen says, no, no, keep going. <laughs> oh, that's a bad waveform. It looks like a tree. <laughs> How? (laughs) Trees are great. How do you get a a waveform that looks like a tree? I'll take a picture of it. Don't judge their waveforms. We just gotta pause the podcast, edit this in at the beginning (laughs) of the cold open, uh, and send me this picture of your waveform that looks like a tree. No, I got it. I got it. Um, Okay, what happens next? Keep talking. Yes, we cut back to the hot springs. Uh, where the worst person in this entire show comes on screen. For his only scene. For his only appearance. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Is this the guy that you mentioned? The name that I didn't know? Andy? No, that's not until episode five. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. Yes, before we started recording, uh, I mentioned a, a, a bit character from episode five. No, no, no. This character is named Andy, mm-hmm. uh, also a member of the Real Actors Club. He was in Scott Pilgrim. He was in Sensei. Um, oh, wow. interesting. Yeah, the, the actor's name is Satya Baba. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He is crashing the Hot Springs party Yeah. Which, in order to sow chaos. I mean, it is like a public Hot Springs. Like, he's allowed to, to just show up. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think he's allowed. <laughs> if I was going hot springing, and first of all, if I was going hot springing by myself and there were people there, I would be like, well, the mood is ruined now, and I would go home. But if I was hot springing and I arrived at the hot spring and there were already people in the hot spring, I would go do something else until I left. No, I feel like That's what I, I would feel do like, too. <laughs> I feel like there's enough hot springs uh, that you can just go. Okay, so so here's the thing. Yes. I think that this is not just a hot springs. I think this is a cruising destination. <laughs> and I think... Oh, okay. The boys Freckle, do imply this. I think Freckle yeah. has brought Caleb and Benicio to a cruising spot mm-hmm. out of the sheer chaos of their soul. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Sounds like something they would do. And yeah. so I think 
it is entirely appropriate and within the conventions of this sort of social space and social interaction for Andy to show up and start chatting up the attractive gay men who are also at the hot springs. Mm -hmm. But he does say some things that don't make any goddamn sense. It is entirely inappropriate for Andy to show up and be the worst person in this series, (laughs) which is a hard bar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. He like chatting up Benicio and Caleb. Benicio is not into it. Uh, and Caleb clarifies, and he's like, no, no, this is my boyfriend, Benicio. And implying that, you know, they sh- he shouldn't be flirting with either of them because they are a couple. And Andy goes, so what? Most gay couples are open, which is not true. <laughs> I was reminded, Hal, of so many of the bad movies that we have watched <laughs> together with this exact, <laughs> like, conversation Mm-hmm. that happens why does it happen in so many movies why you know. why can't we just have a film <laughs> where it's accepted that sometimes some people just want to be monogamous and that's fine yeah i think it's like very like right like there is a stereo the stereotype of like you know uh like no queer couple is like truly monogamous or whatever mm-hmm. i feel like that is like an, an active stereotype. And I feel like this episode of this show does a much better job of addressing it than a lot of other media does. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Benicio literally says, like, that's very presumptuous of you. Mm-hmm. Andy, like, doubles down, and it's like... It, I, I think this show is very clear that, like, Andy is in the wrong here Mm -hmm. uh both with regards to the stereotype and like with the way that he's being a huge piece of shit okay but but Mm -hmm. the end of this series does kind of prove him right does it i think think so i think the end of this series suggests that you need to be clear and open with your partner about your expectations Mm -hmm. i think more than anything, like that is that is the the moral at the end of this series, but we'll get to that in episode five. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, put a pin in that conversation. Just put a pin, pin in that whole conversation. So pin. Okay. But yeah, Andy, absolutely gorgeous, absolutely the worst person in this show. This is the yeah. most average man I've ever seen. I'm sorry. That's you... true of most of the men in this show. You are so wrong. The Andy is so gorgeous. I don't no, know wait, no. what you're talking about. Wait, no. now I need to like remember what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you Autumn wanna, will be the tiebreaker. If you want to skip ahead to eight minutes in the episode, that is what he. That is where he is on screen. Okay. Okay. I will find this. You said eight minutes. Mm-hmm. As soon as it loads. It'll be amazing for everyone. <laughs> this is what editing is for. Take your time. I skipped back a little too far, and now Billy is gyrating again. <laughs> He's busting it down sexual style, like the oh, hey, up white boy. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Here he is. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> He's. He's perfectly okay. 
He's mm-hmm. perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He's just fine. At the very least, he is more attractive than everyone else on this show. Not true. I don't know if I'd go that far. Yeah. I mean, he's more attractive than, like, Caleb. Lynn literally has a jaw. God, you're right. Lynn, <laughs> yeah. Lynn is literally right there. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, uh, yeah. yeah, this this scene serves to kind of, like, uh, right, Andy sort of propositions them. Caleb and Benicio are like, oh no, like we're in a relationship. Uh, Andy is like, oh, well, most gay couples are open. And Benicio gets even more offended. Mm-hmm. Then Caleb is like, well, like Benicio, we could if you want to. And Benicio gets even offendeder. Yeah. At which point, Andy says, well, he seems high strung. And Shut it's the like, fuck up, Andy. <laughs> this man is the worst man I have yeah. ever yeah. encountered. Benicio like gets up out of the hot spring and like has to like, you know, take a lap. And Andy's the worst. And Caleb feels very bad. Yeah, Caleb should. then gets out of the hot spring and runs after Benicio in his tidy whities. <laughs> And, like, right, all of, all of the tension that we've been talking about for, like, the past three episodes comes to a head mm-hmm. in that, like, the fact that Benicio, like, is interested in monogamy and Caleb has agreed to that despite his track record as a human person. Mm-hmm. And despite his, like, seemingly non-interest in monogamy. Like, if you're not interested in monogamy... That's fine. But don't lie about it. Don't lie about it. See, that's the thing. I think Caleb is interested in monogamy. Because Mm. he, or at least he thinks he is. Mm Because he never frames it as, I get into a serious long-term relationship and then I have other, like, boyfriends on the side or whatever. Mm -hmm. He frames it as, I always get into a, like, monogamous relationship and then cheat. Mm-hmm. No one in no one in this show has like a framework for like healthy non-monogamous relationships, mm-hmm. and that's where all of the the drama comes from. But yeah, Benicio's like, I'm going to get a an Uber back to LA, which we've established is an expensive two and a half hour drive. Yeah, Caleb's like, I'll drive you. And Benicio's like, no, I can't be around you right now. And one of the uh, boys from, one of Freckles' boys uh, <laughs> One of those seduced skateboarders. Yeah. I don't know. I think Benicio is like fine here. Mm-hmm. I think, right, my notes say, uh, these chickens, all these chickens, they're coming home to roost. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb has to reckon with the fact that his actions have consequences. Has clearly never thought that before in his entire life by how confused he looks in this whole scene. Mm-hmm. Like, what did he think was going to happen? Although I will say, like, he didn't be like, yeah, he wasn't like, yes, Andy, I want to fuck you. He he was like, well, I find you attractive. Benicio, mm-hmm. what do you think? Mm-hmm. And so I think in his brain, the reason he's so surprised right now is that he was like, I'm trying to do this the correct way. Yeah. I asked. Which is just like not what anyone involved uh, expected. Mm-hmm. We then jump back to Tatiana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Tatiana, okay, Tatiana has a nice house in LA because she was an actress who made a lot of money acting, but then her career fell apart because she got caught stealing a filet of fish from McDonald's. And during her descent into like no one wanting to hire her anymore, at some point she became a shaman. Yeah, and like the the specific like like discussion is that she's like, Yeah, I got caught stealing a filet of fish. And Billy's like, how do you steal from a McDonald's? And she's like, you have to climb over a counter. counter. That was hilarious. I loved that line. I love that line a lot. There's also (laughs) a line where I think it's Lynn is like, you really like filet of fish And she says, I was pescatarian at the time, Mm -hmm. which is not like a response to that. (laughs) That's how all the dialogue in this show is, though. <laughs> it's just people saying things. Yeah, someone says something, and someone else starts a new conversation. Yeah, I, I'm i actually now watching the scene, and I got everyone who says every line in that uh, scene wrong. <laughs> That's okay. Same but vibe. yeah, then Tatiana says, I really like miss Caleb. I haven't seen Caleb in a while. She doesn't want him to think she's crazy. And we then (laughs) zoom out to show that she is fully naked Mm -hmm. in a draw me like one of your French girls pose just Just on on the the couch, couch. Mm -hmm. which is, again, just incredibly good. (laughs) I have more question marks written here, just so everyone knows. It's her house. Yeah, that's... yeah that's true that's that's where the humor comes from is the the fact that it 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 is a very like non sequitur heavy style of humor Mm -hmm. i do love karen's like reactions because uh because she's just talking to karen mostly and karen just looks so casual the whole time and i loved that that was Mm -hmm. funny yeah because by this point karen is drunk off her ass (laughs) yeah Yeah. she says that she says i'm a little drunk and Len comes into the room having changed into some dry clothes. And it's like, hey, everybody in the club get tipsy. Which is how we know he's still a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say that this is like the second most iconic scene from this show. Mm-hmm. Behind yeah. the sometimes things that are expensive are worse. True. Yeah. It's a good scene. Yeah. And then Freckle and Caleb and then the are driving. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think this is where the, um, like, drastically decreased video quality is the most apparent. Mm. Because they're filming Freckle from outside of the car. Mm, they are doing that. And, like, they're, they're, so Caleb's supposed to be driving, Freckle's supposed to be in the passenger seat, uh, and they're supposed to be having a conversation. And I, one, did not initially realize they're supposed to be in the same place. <laughs> And two, like, kept getting distracted by, like, the headlights reflecting off of the windshield in front of Freckle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It does look kind of bad. Caleb realizing that his actions have consequences feels very bad for upsetting Benicio. And then the whole world stops because, oh, shit, I forgot that I had balloons delivered to your place for Benicio. Yeah, and the... Nightmare situation. The note that Caleb has attached to these balloons. Yes. So, okay, so Benicio comes home to Freckle's place and finds a bouquet of pink balloons and there's a note attached and it was supposed to be very romantic 
and he at the time does find it like romantic he's like oh um but there's a note attached and i thought because of the way that it is written it's like on screen it says note from colon caleb benicio comma and then several lines that are like you know justified all the way to the left and it looks like it's written in verse to me y'all disagree yeah i'm looking at it again very much do not get poem vibes from this okay i think it's very funny to think of it as a poem (laughs) yeah because that makes it like even worse (laughs) um yeah but even just like as a note so it says benicio i think i never thought about having kids or a family until i met you i hope that's not cheesy i love you and it's bad like it's it's bad it's cheesy poem potential if we got this in the passages queue i would give it a shot what no you wouldn't you're lying to me to upset me i don't read in the poetry queue like the (laughs) the poetry chain would eat me alive for this decision but i would say i like this yeah this is not i would also attack you for this i I three would attack you for this this is not a (laughs) this is this is a bad note it is a worse poem Mm. It doesn't even make sense. No, it's like the fir- each sentence uh-huh. um, starts a new paragraph is what it is. Yes, that's what a so poem is. So you're telling me is. this is a short story. No, because <laughs> poems, each line would be like its own thing. But this, it's not divided up it's in It's free way. verse. No, no. You can have, you can have lines that take up more than one physical line on on the page. Mm-hmm. Yes. I took poetry workshop and you did. <laughs> That's what I, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I no, listen. think this is, this is not a poem, mm-hmm. uh, but it's even funnier if it is a poem. <laughs> uh, I will always be the first person to say I think anything can be a poem because I do think anything can be a poem, but this is not a poem and I refuse to let it be one. I this just mason jar can be a poem. I'm holding a mason jar. You can't see me. I think uh, moving off of the poem, I do Never. think one of the things that I like about this show uh, and like one of the things that I actually kind of like about Caleb mm-hmm. is that like, it is never like explicitly stated that pink is Benicio's favorite color. Mm. Uh, but the show like very clearly communicates that like visually, mm-hmm. like at one point Benicio's nails are pink. He's like wearing a pink sweater in this scene actually. Mm-hmm. Um, etc etc uh and like these balloons are pink like Mm -hmm. caleb has gotten benicio the correct color balloons (laughs) and i think that is a point in his favor one singular point i I didn't say it was more than one i did not say it was more than one point i think my least favorite thing about this whole scene is that they wrote note from colon caleb (laughs) <laughs> as if that wasn't like extremely obvious from everything else happening yeah that feels like a production note that they left in yeah well because it's it always says like text from ah. facetime from like this is Call the fo- anytime there's communication on screen this is the same formatting <sighs> it just feels so yes, much worse true. here uh 
I also haven't been saying it much this episode, but it is worth noting that phone calls and text messages, like phone calls, text messages, and FaceTimes have dropped off significantly. Yes. We've only had two all episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we're about to have a third. Yeah, we're about to have a third. What's the series Um, total? I will tell you when we do episode five. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we get back to LA. I crinkle the notepad on which my notes are written. And I, yeah, Benicio like reads these, reads this really bad note, takes it to be incredibly romantic. Mm-hmm. And you get I, a quick shot of Tatiana's place again. You can absolutely break up with someone when you're in a polyamorous relationship, Tatiana. Yeah. Happened to me twice. <laughs> oh. Tatiana continues Rolling to... around on the couch. She's got leggings on now. Uh, she wouldn't put on leggings. Leggings and, like, some sort of, like, shawl or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, like, Karen is incredibly drunk. What is What do they put in alcohol that makes it do the thing that makes me do... Like, if I drink more of that, I'll literally die. <laughs> and then she immediately says, I gotta call my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, like, this is incredibly, like, the party is over vibes. Yeah. Uh, like, I have I have been Linjamin McButtons in this scenario. <laughs> but yeah, Billy says to Karen, I'm not making out with you when you're this drunk. And Karen says, yes, you would. And he says, are you telling me to? Is that an order? Uh, <laughs> which is very funny. And then Karen has continues to have a crisis. And Billy says, hey, Tatiana, want to go fuck in the bedroom? And she says, yes, and leaps over the coffee table. <laughs> I've written also here. There. Yes. I have written here, Billy, don't sleep with Caleb's sister. I think it's fine. I think, like... What? We had a whole conversation about this. But I think... I think here's the thing. Billy and Caleb are at the point... Or, not Billy and Caleb. Billy and Karen are at the point where, like, they're in a good place regarding, like, sleeping with other people. Like, they dealt with their crisis. Mm -hmm. They're about to have a different crisis in episode five. Mm Mm-hmm. But they dealt with their, like, sleeping with other people crisis. And I think Billy knows that Caleb won't care if he sleeps with Tatiana. Mm. Yeah, probably. It just feels weird in general, though. I know you're talking <laughs> about this specific situation, and you mm-hmm. bring up true and good points. But in general, like, if you hook up with someone and then go and hook up with their sibling, this feels like a weird choice that you made. Mm-hmm. I think that this is just, uh, and this ties into another theory that I have about this show that we'll get to later. But I think that this is just a show, like a, this is just a show and a friend group in which basically everyone has sex with basically everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's like a very like West Coast queer stereotype. Mm. I would just draw the line at siblings. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, it's not like Caleb and Tatiana are having sex. That would okay. be too far. Okay. 
But that's I'm not gonna what I'm fly doing. into the sun. <laughs> you just want to cut like the last five minutes of this conversation. It'll be great. I have so much power. Do you ever think um, about that? I think you should keep this. I whole can make us say whatever I want. Do it, coward. <laughs> They're making it look like I'm saying that I think Coolsville sucks. sucks. So then we have the actual call between Caleb and Benicio. Yes, Benicio found the balloons and he says he feels like he's in a movie, like a Valentine's movie. He's cheating How? Yeah, how does he feel like that? I was so angry. I was angry during this whole phone call. I was screaming at my computer. Just imagine me screaming. I wonder if this is a reference to, hold on. Valentine's Day movie balloon scene. (laughs) What if it's a Pretty in Pink? I haven't seen Pretty in Pink, so maybe. Molly Ringwald is there. She wears a very nice dress. I found an article called Bollywood's Balloon Moments, which I will absolutely be revisiting later. (laughs) (laughs) There is a balloon scene in Pretty in Pink. But I, it's not like a bouquet. It's like a shower. Ah. They're at prom. The worst possible place to be. <laughs> but yeah. Not if you're Molly Ringwald. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Caleb and Benicio have a conversation where they, like, for the first time ever, like, begin to define the terms of, like, a possibly, like, healthy and like mutually respectful Mm non-monogamy caleb apologizes for like you know cheating because it is cheating because he is like keeping it a secret and everything Mm -hmm. and benicio like agrees to like try out Mm non-monogamy he says the thing that he says is i don't know what we're doing but i want to do it with you which is a very romantic line yeah then caleb uh says like i just got a call from tatiana they're having a uh shirtless dance party to which benicio decides that he is going to wear clothes yes (laughs) benicio is wearing a dress uh, the aforementioned beautiful pink dress that i actually thought was from the next episode Mm -hmm. but it isn't he has a different beautiful dress in that episode he does. Mm-hmm. There's a very good walking down the stairs moment. Like, it's a reveal. Benicio's like, I have this incredible pink dress. And then the audience is like, ooh, incredible pink dress. And then he walks down the stairs in this incredible pink dress. And Caleb's like, <gasps> And then it's a wide cut. And you just see, like, like the music kind of drops out a little bit. And you just see Benicio, like, twirling around on the sidewalk in silence. Uh, <laughs> it's very good. Uh... There's also like uh like Freckle lives on the second story of a building and there's like a garage on the first floor mm-hmm. with uh what I assume is a no parking at any time sign mm-hmm. and there's just always someone parked there. Yeah. Which I thought was like a nice uh detail. This particular person is parked absolutely atrociously. This car is all the way on the sidewalk. Yes. Uh <laughs> it is a crime and they should be in jail (laughs) they arrive at the shirtless dance party oh also eternal flame is playing yes Mm -hmm. um and here's where my theory that this tv show this series has shirtless dance parties because they cannot have orgies 
on screen. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. It just feels like that's the vibe. Mm-hmm. I have probably said this already, but it is the same vibe as The Wicked and the Divine, a very good comic in which anytime something intense happens, everybody just dances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lin nails his monologue. Yeah, they're dan- they're dancing and they're having a good time and Lin goes into a fucking fugue state and just starts reciting this monologue with the most energy and emotion we have ever seen this actor display in this entire series. It's fantastic. That's mm-hmm. a fantastic moment that I love. Yeah. Ken Kirby deserves every award. <laughs> like, give that man a Tony for this performance. <laughs> and then Freckle points at him and says, you're a fucking star. And then, yeah, it would, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Importantly, we do see Benicio kiss Billy. Mm. So Benicio is, you know, ostensibly. That felt weird. It, it does. It's weird that it's Billy in particular. Yeah. But we do see that they are, right, like, starting to, like, try and, and try this out. Is mm-hmm. Benicio's starting to get a feel for this whole non-monogamy thing. And this friend group in particular. Yes. In which everyone kisses Billy sometimes. Everyone kisses <laughs> Billy sometimes. Uh, and then... Karen interrupts. <laughs> Karen's shirt in this episode, by the way, is just like phenomenal the whole time. Like it feels it feels worth pointing out. It's like a white like ringer tee mm-hmm. um with red collar and sleeve cuffs uh mm-hmm. and it says a whole lot of lovin' and I just like it. <laughs> I love a ringer tee. I love mm-hmm. a red tee. Sounds like this is exactly your shit. This is exactly my shit. I mean, Stephanie Koenig is always dressed phenomenal in this series. Mm-hmm. Like, she's always dressed phenomenally. She's always lit phenomenally. She's always shot phenomenally. Like, no notes on the portrayal of Stephanie Koenig. <laughs> Autumn, how you feeling? Uh, yeah, initially pretty overwhelmed by this episode and had to go on a nice little walk to just uh process everything that happened in a very short amount of time a whole lot happens did you see the horses no not that long of a walk that's a very long walk and it is very cold outside that's true i forgot that it was winter (laughs) i thought you were talking about the horses like in the episode and i was like how did i miss the horses in the episode no, Autumn lives adjacent to some horses. Um, so this show now needs horses. <laughs> I just made eye contact with uh, the man who lives in the house across the street from me uh, mm, because amazing. he's outside with his dog right now. Uh, <laughs> and the dog can see me through the window. Mm-hmm. And so I just made eye contact with a stranger while podcasting. Uh, <laughs> I love so that I- for you. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go visit the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's for a nice visit. He's gonna nice tan. Uh just a nice little a nice little incineration. <laughs> Do the thing that Superman does and recharge. Oh god. <laughs> One of the very cool and fun things uh is that uh just generally, uh so there NASA uh I mean it's been a couple years now. Uh, launched the Parker uh, space probe, 
Mm-hmm. And they had a program where you could like, uh, they basically had a hard drive on board that was just like dedicated to people's names. Mm. You could like add your name to the to the hard drive and launch it into the sun, and you get a special little uh, little certificate. And so now I'm just waiting for the Parker Space Probe to, you know, crash into the sun. Mm-hmm. And then I can go make some deals with fae and demons and eldritch <laughs> beings. Because uh, my name will have been destroyed. Mm-hmm. So... Immune to their tricks. Immune to their tricks. Do you think anyone in this show was a fae, secretly? Uh, both Freckle and Lynn. Hmm. I was going to say uh, Caleb's sister, actually. Mm-hmm. No, Tatiana has made a pact. <laughs> oh, I see. Tatiana is a warlock. <laughs> I support that. Yeah, Tatiana has I made I do a... want her to get therapy, uh, as a side note. I think she needs it for something. I don't know what for exactly, <laughs> I but think, she does need it. I think Tatiana is fine, except for her, like, abandonment issues. Yes. Well, then maybe that's why she needs therapy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she's living her best life. <laughs> we are, we as human beings are meant evolutionarily. We are supposed to hang out with our titties out and eat fruit. All this other shit I don't know about is fucking extra. <laughs> Tatiana has it figured out. I like how you assume me talking about her going to therapy was related to her having her tits out. That's just such a defining part of her character. I think the Parker Solar Probe is the first mission named after a living person. Ooh. Sorry, now I'm just thinking about space again. So, like, do we want? Should end we the end episode? here? While you're <laughs> about space. Uh, yeah. Come back next time for the episode that finally and truly launches Autumn into orbit. Yes. <laughs> you can find the show at but is it underscore gay on Twitter. We're okay, but is it gay on TikTok? There are TikToks on the TikTok. <laughs> Autumn, where are you on the internet? Autumnal underscore season on Twitter. Z, you're also on the internet in a couple places. I am on Twitter at Futons in Bulk. I uh, run the Twitter for the Passages account where I uh, recently tweeted out a B-movie meme. Mm-hmm. It was a good, it was a good meme. Thank you. I I tried very hard, by which I mean I had to download it twice because I got the file compression wrong. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, join us next week for our thrilling finale. And then eventually uh, over the summer, there will be season three happening. Thanks so much for listening. Stay gay, everybody. Bye.